welcome to the prayer experience this wonderful uh, Saturday evening. Uh, thank you for joining us from across the globe, those of you in the United Kingdom, other parts of Europe, uh, Africa, America, Canada, uh, Pakistan, India, wherever you are uh, tuning in from, thank you for joining us. Please share this video, let friends and family members know that it is time to pray. We do cherish, it's 30 minutes, but we cherish it a lot that we can come uh, every single day, Monday to Friday at 1 p.m., Saturday and Sunday, 6 p.m., to pray together. So once again, thank you, and please share. Subscribe to Daily Talks Media UK channel. Uh, let's uh, get the influence and the spread of this uh, uh, prayer ministry. Let, let it spread as we subscribe. If you're live, connect, leave your prayer request, praise report, and testimonies. Let's know what the Lord is doing in your life and feel free to share with us. We like to know um, anything, you know, whatever it is in your heart, share with us and we know we will be blessed to hear from you. Prayer Experience Hotline is there. Uh, take advantage of it. You can even write it down. Give it to somebody who might need prayer and tell them, uh, please call that number and somebody will pray with you. Okay, I have a word of caution, very, very quick. Uh, I know not everybody might be on today, so throughout the week, we're going to try and run it. This word of caution has to do with people who come on the prayer experience primarily to um, kind of pray on the good heart and the good will of intercessors on this platform. There are some people, uh, they just join this prayer experience community, they come on this Prayer, prayer line, and uh, as soon as the prayer is finished, they begin to message privately people on the prayer experience soliciting for money, and uh, especially money. Now, I'm not saying we don't have a right to tell you who to help, who to send your money to. We cannot control that, but we just want to put a word of caution that please be careful, be very careful where you send your money to. Investigate, find out, is this for a good cause or not? And uh, our own responsibility as the leadership on the prayer experience is we're going to be a little bit tough on people who we know. They just join the prayer experience and the next thing is they are asking for money from uh, members of the prayer experience community. If you're in doubt, if you're in doubt as to you want to verify the source of the person you want to help, if you're in doubt, please do ask. Ask anybody you know how to contact us, mom, Anne, myself, Paul, Royals, you know, and, and many other people who you can trust. Just ask, is it okay to send this money to this person? Is it valid? You know, we are custodians of God resources. I believe that the the money God gives us, we are custodians and we should use it wisely and make sure that God's resources are not just thrown away right, left and center. Even though we don't mention it, but the prayer experience for a long time, two and a half years now, 
every month we put money aside, especially from our home church, The Kingdom Life, and we send it to people who we genuinely think are in need and should be supported. Along the line, maybe at some time in the future, we will talk about this and share this and let you know the people that officially the prayer experience will support them in India, in Pakistan, in Africa. There are people that we verified and we support them. I just want to take time out to just mention that, uh, but throughout the week, next week, so that people who are not on tonight can know we just want to make sure that we protect you. We have a responsibility to do that. Thank you. Let's look at Thanksgiving and the word of Thanksgiving today is taken uh, from Isaiah chapter 12, verse 3, one of my favorite scripture. It said, therefore, with joy, you will draw water from the wells of salvation. I want us to thank the Lord that we are saved. Thank the Lord that because of our salvation, there's so many things we enjoy. The peace of God, the grace of God the joy of the Lord. These are things as a result of our salvation. You know, the fact that we haven't lost our mind. Some of us go through things that, wow, difficult things, tough things, but you still smile. You still worship God. You still turn up in church. You still, your faith is still carrying you on day by day. And, and it's so amazing. Uh, what salvation does in our lives. I know for many of us, uh, we, we, we might think, okay, I'm saved, I'm going to heaven. But you see, when we get saved, we also have access. The Bible says the kingdom of God is not in meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost. We have access to righteousness. We have access to the peace of God. We have access to joy. These are just some of the things God blesses us with as sons and daughters of the Most High God. Please join me wherever you are. Let's give thanks to the Lord for the joy of our salvation, for the peace that comes into our lives as a result of our salvation in the mighty name of Jesus. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. In this time of prayer, we just want to say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your faithfulness and your kindness. Thank you because we know you. Thank you because we are sons and daughters of the living God. And, and as a result, we have your shelter over us, your protection over us, your grace at work within our lives. The joy of the Lord is our strength. We go through the challenges of life and, and we come out on the other end strong. Some of us get battering. Some of us get, <laughs> you know, the storms of life. But we're still standing strong. Your word says we are more than conquerors. Your word says that we are overcomers. Your word says in the world you will face tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Thank you because it's all of these things that is a fruit of salvation a product, a byproduct of our knowing you. And we thank you, Lord, for that. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen. You know, I've always wondered how people without Christ, how do they survive the times that we live in? How do they survive the uncertainties of the future? How do they survive? You know, it's difficult. You know, when we preach to people and offer them salvation, 
we don't know what we're doing to them. It's a great, great privilege to know this Jesus, to be born again and to be saved. Inspired Word today is centered around the book of uh, John chapter 4. And this is Jesus' encounter with the woman at the well. You know, let's look at that. John chapter 4 from verse 20 to 24. He says, so tell me, why is it that you Jews insist that Jerusalem is the only place of worship while we Samaritans claim it is here at Mount Gerizim where our ancestors worship? Notice, can we stay there just a minute? Notice that the indices here is talking about a place you know, the Jews insist Jerusalem, a place. The Samaritans insist it's Mount Gerizim, a place, a physical place. You know, uh, just, just hang on a minute with that banner on there. This is it. You see, when we walk with God, when we start knowing and developing our understanding with God, you see, God will meet us at different places in our lives. And there are historical uh, uh, points in our lives where God, where we encounter God, we must be careful that we don't build an altar around the place, but we build our, our relationship with God around him and not around a place, not around a physical thing, not around a physical situation. You know, sometimes we think because God met with me at this particular place. And so every single time I want to encounter God, I need to go to that physical location or be in that physical state of mind or psychological uh, uh, um, uh, 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 venue of where I think. You know, we, we, we reduce God to a physical thing while we will see later that when we walk with God, we have to come to God with the understanding and the knowledge that God is spirit. Okay, let's look at the next verse now. It says, the next verse says, Jesus replied, believe me, there woman, the time is coming when it will no longer matter whether you worship the Father on this mountain or in Jerusalem. This is Jesus speaking. He says, you Samaritans know very little about the one you worship, while we Jews know all about him, for salvation comes through the Jews. Then Jesus said this. But the time is coming, indeed it is here now, when true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. What Jesus is saying is, God is spirit. And when we begin to walk with God, when we begin to understand God, you will know, you will begin to, you begin to find God in places where you don't think you will find God. You see, the, the church is not the building. Some people reduce their relationship to Sunday morning. When I go to church on Sunday morning, I'm going to meet with God. Or when I go to a particular location, I'm going to, a mountain, for example. Oh, there's that mountain of deliverance. When I go to that mountain, I will meet with God on that mountain. But my charge to us today is, 
Can we begin to grow our knowledge of God beyond a physical location, beyond physical emotional experiences? Oh, because I did not cry and weep and tears. I didn't feel goosebumps all over my body. That means God is not in that place. It says God is spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And I want to, say, I want to charge us as, as intercessors on this platform that we should begin to develop and grow and mature in our walk with the Lord. That God, our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And God dwells in us. Where I go, God goes. Where I find myself, God is there. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I don't need to go back to that physical location to meet with God. Uh, God is everywhere I am. And where I am, God is there. And I have that faith and understanding, that knowledge, that when I kneel down in my bedroom, when I kneel down in my living room or stand up, for example. And that's another thing. People think, oh, if I don't kneel down, God doesn't hear me. Or if I don't close my eyes, God doesn't hear me. Or if I don't lie down, God doesn't. We just reduce God to a physical posture. You know, meanwhile, we, we look at the scriptures many times. The Bible says Jesus will stand out and cry with a loud voice praying before the Lord. Jesus prayed in private. Jesus prayed in public. Jesus prayed under different scenarios. And in, in, in showing us that you can take prayer wherever you go, in the midst of the crowd, in a private place. God is not limited to what we think in our mind Oh, if I can construct that again, I will meet with God, his spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. I hope you understand my point. Let's have a moment of reflection. And on this platform, and I, I, I want us to pray. I want you to, to just ask the Lord, grow my faith in you. Grow my relationship with you that I know whether I'm in Ireland or in Canada or in Africa, wherever I find myself, I can lift my head to the heavens and I know God is there and he will hear my cry. God will hear me in the morning. God will hear me at night. God will hear me if I pray in the afternoon. He will hear me. He will hear my cry because I have a relationship with him because I have, uh, 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 he's my father. And I share communion with him, a spiritual communion. I share fellowship with him. And I know that he will never leave me nor forsake me. Even in my deepest trials, God is there. With those times when I get a breakthrough and I'm celebrating and dancing on the mountaintop, God is there. God is not limited to my emotional, physical, psychological state of mind. God is God, and he transcends and supersedes all of those things. No wonder he says we walk by faith and not by sight. All God is expecting from us is faith in our heart to say, Father, here I am again, standing in your presence. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. I want us to take that same prayer and pray for the rest of the church, the body of Christ, that we will have a, 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 a clarity. Uh, of an understanding that when we go to church tomorrow morning,
that's another thing. We got many of us on Sunday morning. We're going to go to church. And what we really need to go away is a, an acceptable heart of worship. Come with a heart that is ready to worship God. And look at that scripture. It said, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. You see, what God is looking for is our heart. Not the style of the song. Not the, how fast or slow the song is. Not the choice of song, whether it's modern, ancient, whether it's a hymn, whether it's heel song, battle. God is not more closer to you when you sing an integrity or a Maranatha or a Hosanna or whatever song. God is not, he's not closer to you when you sing your African songs or you sing your English songs. What God is looking for is the heart. Whatever song, if it's coming from the heart, a heart that is open to him, he will receive it. Come on, let's pray for the church, the body of Christ. Father, in Jesus' name, we want to pray that will you work within our lives as we gather and meet in various local assemblies. Some of us meet virtually online, some meet in person. But I want to pray for the church worldwide that we will begin to leave the cloak of religion behind. We'll begin to leave the cloak of tradition behind. We'll begin to go beyond the mental block that the enemy puts on our way. That, that, that we think that we can, we can create the God that we want to worship. But you said in your word that when we come before you, we must come with a heart that is acceptable unto you. You say, who is he that can ascend up to your holy mountain? He that comes with a pure heart and a clean hands. That's all you're asking for. And we pray if we're going to see your glory fall upon our worship, if all of our various houses of worship across the nations will begin to experience the glory of God and begin to see a busting forth where there will be miracles and signs and wonders and there will be change and transformation and a transfiguration again upon the mountains in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ, in the place where we lift up our hands to worship, to pray, to seek your face. If we're going to see you move again, we need to come with a pure heart, a clean hands. We need to come ready to receive from you, to pour out of ourselves and to receive of you. We're not coming for hero worship. We're not coming to worship a man. We're not setting up the platform to see who is the person who is going to perform for us today. But we are coming all together, the body of Christ, meeting in various local assemblies. And we know that from each and every one of us must go a pleasing incense of worship flowing to the very presence of God the Father. Lord, if we can break through the tradition and break through the customs and break through the religion and break through all of those hindrances that the enemy puts our way, we will see this glory of God come again like never before. We will see the flow and the outpouring of the Spirit of God like never before. We're going to see the move of the Spirit of God that awakening the revival and the freshness of the glory of 
God, that we so desire. We will experience it. And Lord, this is our heart. And many times, Lord, we come the way we, 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 we've always come and we go out the way we've always gone out from the place of worship. That, Lord, there will be something different tomorrow across the world, in all churches, in all places of meetings. There will be something different, a spark, a fire, like the day of Pentecost, where suddenly there came a sound like that of a mighty Russian wind and unexpectedly burst forth into that room and a change, a transformation began to take place. Let that be. Father, let us hear from across the land that something strange is beginning to happen in the body of Christ. Oh God, our heart longs for it. We desire, want to see it happen in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. I want us to pray for the persecuted church in Pakistan as we pray for the nations. We've had report of, of persecution in Pakistan and churches being burnt and Christians losing their lives. We want to pray for them. We want to pray for Christians in Pakistan especially. I know the same is happening in Iran. I know the same is happening in Iraq. I know the same is happening across the nations of the world, especially in the Middle East. I know uh, even in Africa, in Nigeria, Mozambique, in uh, um, in Ethiopia, Eritrea, there's so much massive persecution of Christians and people losing their lives. And we're going to pray. Look at that scripture in Psalm 20 verse 1. It says, in times of trouble, may the Lord answer your cry. May the name of the God of Jacob keep you safe from all harm. Can we pray that for all of our brothers and sisters who are going through difficult times in different, uh, in, in different nations of the world, especially lifting up the situation in Pakistan before the Lord. Father, we want to pray for the persecuted church right now, especially in Pakistan. Uh, uh, and Lord, uh, great to see uh, how our, our Christian brothers in Pakistan are standing in the face of opposition, in the face of the risk to their lives. Father, in Jesus' name, we pray that you will intervene. You will bring deliverance. You will bring salvation. You will bring a way of escape. Uh, many of them, Lord, uh, can't even send their children to school. Many of them cannot go into the open marketplaces to buy things uh, that they will need, groceries for themselves because of the fear of their life. They can't meet in churches because the churches have been burnt down. Father, will you intervene? Cause the government to, to step up and defend the rights of everyone in Pakistan, irrespective of their religion. We pray for the United Nations. We pray for the uh, Security Council. We pray even for EU nations that they will rise up and speak against this atrocity going on in Pakistan. We pray the same for Iran in the name of Jesus. We pray the same for Iraq, Afghanistan, the persecuted church in North Korea. Lord, Father, will you bring, uh, 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 will you alleviate the suffering of your people? Will you bring peace to your people again and again in the mighty name of Jesus? Thank you, Lord, for we pray these things in Jesus' name. Can I encourage our Pakistan uh, uh, brothers, please keep standing on brothers and sisters. 
and pastors and leaders. Keep standing on strong and we will keep praying for you in Jesus' name. Finally, let's pray healing prayers and uh, look at that scripture in Jeremiah chapter 33 and verse 6. It said, Behold, I will bring to it health and healing and I will heal them and reveal to them abundance of prosperity and security. I will bring to it health and healing. Our God is still the healing God. If he did it yesterday, he'll do it today. He'll continue to do it. If you're on the platform, you're unwell in your body, why don't you leave that prayer request on the, on the, on the comment section? And there are other people on the platform, other intercessors as well, who will be praying with you. And together as we join our faith, in unity of faith and in the spirit, we want to believe God for your healing and deliverance and transformation in the mighty name of Jesus. Can we pray for everyone right now who needs the healing touch of God in their bodies, in their mind, in their spirit? Father, in Jesus' name, we just want to pray for everyone, Lord, in Jesus' name, within the prayer experience community. Every prayer request that has been put out there right now, we pray that there will be healing and health. We break the hold of tuberculosis. We break the hold of cancer in the name of Jesus. We come against blood condition, blood disease, heart condition, heart disease. We come against every mental health situation, every depression, uh, schizophrenia, every anxiety, every uh, unusual uh, uh, bondage in the mind, in the mighty name of Jesus. We break its hold. Your word says it shall come to pass in that day that the yoke shall be broken from off thy neck. The burden will be lifted off your shoulder and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. We release the healing anointing of the Holy Ghost to bring healing and health in Jesus' mighty name. Father, we thank you. Let's just give thanks to the Lord for hearing us today. Lord, thank you for hearing our prayers today. Thank you for answering our prayers. We bless your name. Thank you because you're faithful and you're good. That Lord, all of our brothers and sisters that need a divine intervention uh, in, their, in their homes, in their families, we lift up to you, Pastor Shazad uh, from Pakistan, Lord, that you will, you will bring wholeness and healing to members of his family that needs divine intervention. Do it, Lord, and we thank you in advance. We give you praise in Jesus' mighty and precious name. Amen and amen. Thank you, everyone, for joining me to pray. Uh, tomorrow we're going to be back. It's a Sunday, and guess what? We've got Timothy Daniels with us, so you know he's going to be smoking fire hot of the Holy Spirit tomorrow. We'll look forward to that. Don't forget as well to subscribe to the free audio broadcast. I believe God with you. Whatever you're standing in faith for, the Lord is more than able to bring it to come to pass in Jesus' name. God bless you. Bye-bye. See the Lord, I am
the angels cry, holy, sing holy, they cry, holy, is the Lord, they cry, holy, they cry, holy, they cry, Just cry.